0: The entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Do you wish growing a business was easier? Are you feeling frustrated that it's taking so long to make your first 100K? I used to feel the same way until I discovered the one thing that was missing. It wasn't more marketing tips or strategies. It wasn't reading more business books and it wasn't learning more stuff. I could show you what's holding you back and blocking your success if you like. Typical side effects include higher income, peace of mind, loving relationships, real connection with God, freedom from addictions, purpose, fulfillment, and a brand new lifestyle. It all starts by scheduling a spiritual clarity call with me to get clarity on what you want right now in your life and to see if we wanna work together. Visit josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities to learn more. That's josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. Today my featured guest is Judy Robinette and you can find her at judyrobinette.com that's robinette with two t's on the end there and Judy's a startup funding expert a super connector best-selling author keynote speaker and investor as profiled in Fast Company magazine Forbes Vogue CNN and Bloomberg Businessweek Wow, this girl's got it going on. Judy Robinette is a powerhouse of ideas in, in her more than 30 years of experience as an entrepreneur and corporate leader. Uh, Judy served as the CEO of both public and private companies and in management positions at Fortune 500 companies. She has been on the advisory board of Illuminate Ventures, uh, an early stage venture capital firm based in Menlo Park, California. Paregg Ventures, a venture capital firm based in New York, and Springboard Enterprises based in Washington, DC, and Women Innovate Mobile uh, Accelerators based in New York. So this girl is doing it. She's got uh, all aspects of in front of the desk, behind the desk. Uh, you know, bootstrap entrepreneur to to CEO in the boardroom and really gives you that broad, that wide breadth of what does it look like to build a successful startup business and take it all the way. Um, And we're gonna talk about a little bit about her book. She wrote this book called Crack the Funding Code, how investors think and what they need to hear from you to fund your startup. So if that's of interest to you, stay tuned. We're gonna get into it. But as always on your first 100K, we start with the story. Who is the person behind the startup? That's who I wanna know. That's interesting to me. Success looks pretty, but I want to know the human story um, because I believe we're all broken, but we're all made for greatness. That's it, Startup Nation. So, Judy, welcome to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you?
1: Sure. Thank you, uh, Joseph, and uh, a great introduction. Uh, You know, I started life as a a social worker, finally decided I couldn't stand to see any more beat and abused kids, and I ended up uh, going in business. Um, I was asked to give a speech at MIT. Somebody handed me a Wall Street Journal. It had a a study that had been done on how to become financially successful in the U.S. And it had these five ways, be a doctor, a lawyer, inherit it, or marry it. And I thought, well, the first four are out. And the fifth one was start a business. And I went, wow, how hard could that be? Uh, And dumb me, you know, I did a franchise restaurant. I went to the SBA, got a $1.3 million dollar uh, SBA loan, um, and at about year eight, could you know see I was not going to be successful, and and I was pretty terrified. Um, I went to a bankruptcy attorney, just shaking in my boots, literally, and and uh, he looked at the financials and he said, you know, you're not even close. And and I said, but I'm broke. And he said something that was really profound that that changed my life with every other venture since, and that was. They can break you, but they can't eat you. And I thought, okay. So I went back, put the what hair that up the back of my you? neck.
0: What did that mean it, to you, G It
1: meant they couldn't kill me. And, and you know, when you're terrified and, and panicked, um, you know, it's like running around Henny Penny, the sky is falling. I couldn't sleep nights. you know, I'd cry. Uh, I thought I'd wasted, uh, wrecked my life. I'd inherited some money from my father, which I'd used Um, on that first venture. And and I thought my life was wrecked at age 38. That's when I, you know, got out of the corporate world. Uh, And when he said that, I said, okay, there's, there's got to be another way. Um, And I was able to talk with some, some people, a couple of people that mentored me a bit, uh, finally figured out with my team that we could turn inventory 30 times, um, was able to pay off all of our bills. I, you know, sold that business. Uh, But I will tell you on that 100K, I'll never forget the first week we opened, they lost our safe somewhere, shipping it across the United States. And I was putting money in paper bags in the trunk of my car. And uh, I'll never forget, I went to the bank, I had $80,000 in the trunk of my car. And I looked at that and I said, why did I work for somebody else making them rich? Um, and, and that was another profound, uh, kind of moment, uh, for me. And people would say to me initially, aren't you afraid you're going to fail? Mm. And I said, you know, I worry about what color Mercedes I'll buy. I, I mean, that was my initial logic. So that's a little bit of, um, and, and, you know, going through that experience and selling that first business, put still up my spine, you know, Tony Robbins talks about next level, next devil. Uh, And I found that to be very profound, but I'll tell everyone out there uh, that for me, the devil inside uh, was fear. And Mm -hmm. there's no lack of resources on this planet. There's 370 trillion of private wealth, no lack of money, no lack of ideas, information. They're all attached to other people. And I humbly believe that God gives us each gifts and that we come here to make the world a better place. And when you break out of that isolation that I, you know, watched a YouTube video with a great guy last night, um, talk about, you know, if you focus on on doing good and you uh, embrace other people, you can get through anything.
0: Mm, I really get that. You just brought up isolation. And, and Judy, this resonates with me because like I used to teach the business plan classes um, at the, you know, the local government foundations here in Tampa, Florida. And you know one thing that, that would come up would people would be like, oh, the number one reason why small businesses fail is lack of funding. And I'm like, that's such a lie. That's very small thinking. That's a symptom. What's the core problem? And the core problem, I think the number one reason why small businesses fail is because of isolation is because they're not getting out and going for the resources, the connections. Uh like you said, there's unlimited wealth out there and resources and and connections for people and they're staying like hidden in their bedrooms bouncing ideas off the mirrors running their home businesses. What shows up for you in that?
1: Yeah, so you know a, a couple of things. So um Uh, Paul Graham, who is the co-founder of Y Combinator, has famously said there's only two reasons a a small business fails. Uh, And and this isn't a hometown Main Street business, but this is a little bigger uh, vision. Number one is lack of a customer, and number two is lack of of funding. And of course, if you don't have the customer, you don't have that product market fit, and you don't know what you're, you're doing. Uh, and then the second thing is, um, you know, uh, Christensen at, at Harvard, who is the expert on all things innovation, uh, once said that 80% of businesses pivot, and, and you're absolutely right, um, Joseph. So most people will get very isolated. They are like, "Wow, I am into this Kool-Aid. If I just work harder, harder," and they got they don't know what they don't know. Mm. And so that isolation, as you're talking about, will kill you because you're not smart enough to know everything. Uh, you're not smart enough to know everything. You need an advisory board uh, to help you to see your blind spots. So the, uh, the uh, you know, Reed, the founder of, of LinkedIn, wrote a great little book, and he talked about networking and what, what it tells you. And the first thing it tells you is it helps you see things, those dark sides of you that you might not see. And and just a quick example, when I was in graduate school, the dean and I I grew up thinking I was fat, ugly and stupid, uh, if you want some transparency. And and so in graduate school, I was was hot on getting A's and my dean called me in and he said, Judy, the guys on your team, and there were only four women in the master's economics class, they don't wanna be on your team anymore. And I said, what? And he said, you know, they say you're too aggressive. And I literally went up to his desk, took my fist and went, I am not aggressive. Who said I'm aggressive? <laughs> and, and then, of course, I cried all the way home. And then later he said to me, you know, you're like a bull in a china closet. You need to, like, be aware of other people's feelings. Mm. And I thought, feelings? Who cares about feelings? We've got work to do. And so, other people will help you see not only those blind spots, but also the gifts that you have, because we're mm. we can't be gifted at everything.
0: Mm, that is so true. So, like letting go of some of that aggression, how has that helped you along the way? And I ask personally because you know that was something that showed up for me people like joseph you just like come in and kind of like bark orders at people and and get people moving and everything like that but you you're kind of tough you're kind of harsh you you give the the whole truth you know the tough truth and and people have got feelings i'm like well man up woman up let's go so I, (laughs) i really get that so you know really um you know lowering that aggression, how has that really showed up uh, and helped you win in business?
1: So, you know, when I, I was younger, I did that out of fear. You know, I was afraid we were going to fail in class and, and in graduate school, you know, it, it was like a big bat to the head for me. Um, and I, and at the same time, I was very shy. You know, I was afraid, why would anyone want to talk to me? Uh, that self-worth or, uh, you know, not feeling I was good enough to achieve uh, anything. And and I, I've always been very caring and generous with people. Uh, but it was, you know, it was able to shine a, a mirror on me to say, uh, you know, you can't do it by yourself. You, you can't do it. Doesn't matter how hard you work, you're never going to do it by yourself. Um, and so I, I became much more open to developing emotional IQ Mm -hmm. uh listening and not just listening but hearing
0: yes so i really like that realization of you know and i'll say this to you startup nation as you're listening in right now maybe you're in that place that judy and i were in uh where you think you can do it all on your own um and just know that is a false expectation you will learn the hard way or you will be smart and learn from our mistakes and uh, catch on really early and, and realize that you need others to win big in life. You just yeah. do. You can't do it all on your own. Judy said it so well, you're not smart enough to know everything. No one is. Um, so Judy, let's get into the money game. Uh, my audience loves context and, and we'll just do an approximate here, but how much gross revenue did your current business, your existing business do in the past 12 months approximately?
1: um you know so i have an interesting business model so after i, I did that uh, first business i was asked to help other people turn around businesses and i became ceo of a public company for about 10 years learned how to raise eight million dollars in dire circumstances the company had been delisted it was public um the company was in litigation and they were broke And so I became kind of an expert in learning how to raise money. I didn't know that. I was just pretty desperate. (laughs) Um, And so now I have segued um, into sitting on on boards. So I do in investing. Um, I'm not quite sure what I would say my my stock, you know, portfolio might be worth right now, but um, uh, I can tell you, you talk about that first 100,000 and being excited. Uh, you know, I did the same thing at my first million and got really excited. And then I, I blew through that much like you did with yours. Mm. Um, so, um, you know, well over a, a million, um, I, I would say.
0: That's fantastic. Congratulations. Well done. So, uh, how did you make that that first 100k right Uh, because like i really want to get into uh, more of the mental game of making the money because i think uh you know money flows where our energy goes right and where our energy is where our focus is so what was going on inside of you what was some of that self-talk whether good or negative Uh, that really uh, was happening between your two years, year one, two, and three?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I I was raised in, uh, I guess, middle class. My dad was in the military. Um, I didn't know anything about entrepreneurs. I knew I was supposed to get a job. Mm. Um, And when I was in my my 30s and read that article, uh, and then someone pointed out, you know, as long as you work for other people, you're making them rich. Uh, But I didn't know any rich people. You know, the first time I met a millionaire, I was in awe. Now I'm friends with several billionaires. uh, And and I didn't realize that the world is abundant. There is no lack of money. There's no lack of anything. And so I really, you know, the first thing was getting educated and changing my mindset and, and realizing if there was other money out there, other opportunities that maybe I could go after them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it took some courage, I, I would say initially, because I didn't really know. Uh, one of the good things I did was I, I joined early on, it was just a, a local kind of investor group and, and it, it's the National Association of uh, NAIC and it's just groups that teach you how to invest in stocks. And in that group, there were some pretty wealthy, by my standards, individuals, you know, a high-end banker, a high-end attorney that were making more than I was as as a vice president of a hospital. Uh, And and that was really instructive to to learn about ROI and learn about all that stuff. Uh, And then I started meeting millionaires and I thought, these guys don't seem to be any smarter. Uh, um, And they certainly don't seem to have worked harder Maybe I need to rethink that what I was taught, you know, keep your head down, get a good education, work hard, people will notice. And, you know, in the corporate world, I found out they didn't notice. There was this underlying power grid Mm -hmm. was different than um, the, the org chart. And so I learned about influence and power and the need to be a very strategic networker. Uh, And I started asking a lot of questions. So I teach people what I call my three golden questions. And the first one, when you meet someone, is to say, how can I help you? And if you learn to add value immediately, it can be an introduction, it could be an invite. You know, I invite people to events at the White House if I can't go or different places, uh, sharing an article. But the next two questions are profound and it's what's led me to private events at the White House and and speaking gigs all over the world and becoming friends with people uh, like Mark um, uh, Burnett and uh, Kevin Harrington. And you tell people what you're up to and you're authentic and open and honest enough that you say, what other ideas do you have for me? And it allows them to kind of like, you know, think through their brain Uh, be strategic, you will come up with valuable, valuable wisdom, insights, knowledge that you could have never thought about, or you don't have enough time to read all the books on. And then the second one is, who else do you know I should talk to? Those two questions have resulted in me going from the shy, bullied kid from, you know, small town Idaho, where they filmed Napoleon Dynamite, to now being blessed enough to you know, I've done two TED Talks, I've written two books, never planned on writing a book. And I did that because I wanted other people to understand behind the secret, the magic curtain, what really happened in the funding world, because you're not taught that anywhere. You know, you couldn't look up in the old days and the yellow pages and find, oh, an investor, someone who'd be interested in my startup. Um, And so that was a, a little bit of my thinking. You know, first it was getting educated, then rubbing shoulders with people Um, I had volunteered to be on a United Way board because I needed some expertise in finance. Uh, and so I joined the finance committee. That was the first time I rubbed shoulders with a millionaire. I started seeing their mindset was different than mine. Mm. I started seeing that they had opportunities I didn't have. I started seeing who they were friends with strategically Mm. and that there was this whole other world out there with no lack of money, opportunities, ideas.
0: Hmm, that's powerful. So Startup Nation, hopefully you wrote that down. If not, replay the show. Uh, Judy's three golden questions. Number one, how can I help you be of service to people as soon as you meet them? Number two, what other ideas do you have for me? Right? Be open to what other people see that you don't see about you. You have blind spots. I have blind spots. Judy has blind spots. We all do. You want people to point out those blind spots, but most people won't unless you invite them to actually do that, right? And number three, who else do you know that I should talk to? Who else do you know that I should talk to? Uh, that's a valuable question. I've used that myself, uh, you know, many times, and people will suggest, boom, actually, Judy, that's how you got on this show, I believe. Um, yeah. you know, through our mutual <laughs> friend Jim, and uh, you know, he just like, hey, Joseph, you want to interview Judy, you know, and so it just works out. So, Startup no. Nation, write those down, uh, press replay, uh, make sure you capture those, and every time you meet someone new, uh, go through those those three questions with them and
1: make sure you educate (laughs) other people on on your story you know if you've got a startup then you need to tell them about that and say what other ideas i've seen people who've been stuck in you know getting sales you know sales are the lifeblood of your company got to get those customers you can do things like go to the association of corporate growth Um, these organizations are in every town practically in the united states mid-sized towns And it's CXO level people who meet once a month and share ideas and opportunities. And, you know, you can be just one person away from signing a contract that will be the lifeblood of money cash into your company. Mm. And so, you know, what other ideas? Who else do you know I should talk to? And you can have it focused on, you know, I'm in the spot. I'm trying to uh, you know, get into Walmart, get into whatever, you're just amazed. I often give speeches. I gave one a couple of months ago at Black Women in Tech in New York City. And I always, the first question I get asked is how do I find an investor? So I said, raise your hands. If any of you are an investor, know an investor, a VC, a hedge fund, a family office, a third of the hands went up and the young woman who asked her, her jaw literally dropped. And so these people are around us all everywhere. And you need to get comfortable with talking to strangers. Most people are good. They will help yes. you if you ask. Yes. You know, it's that ask you shall be given. It really does work.
0: <laughs> yes. Startup nation, stop thinking that people are going to read your mind. It's not working for you. Stop doing it. Change your approach. Judy is right. The the resources, the connections, they're all around you. Start asking the right questions. Right, inviting people in, get out of your isolation. All right, Judy, can you believe it? Like time, we're having so much fun, girl. Time is running out quick. That's how it works here, right? Yep. It's just like entrepreneurship. You can miss that opportunity, girl. All right, so uh, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. This is where I'm going to ask you ten quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. It's just for fun. Don't overthink it. Are you ready? Yep. All right, here we go. But before we do, Startup Nation, we're listening with Judy Robinette. You can find her at JudyRobinette. That's with two Ts dot com, Judy And she wrote the book, Crack the Funding Code. Go find out. Go pick up that book. How do you get and attract those investors? What's on their mind? What are the questions they want you to be asking them? right? Go read her book, go pick that up uh, at any major retailer. So Judy, here we go. First question for you. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur?
1: Uh, The chaos. When there's chaos, you can create.
0: (laughs) Got it. That's quite an interesting perspective. What's your least favorite thing?
1: Uh, The hard hard spots, you know, when the fear creeps in and you have to readjust your prefrontal cortex.
0: Mm. What are you most afraid of?
1: Um, I'm not afraid of a whole lot anymore. I'm 66. Uh, maybe the way I'm going to die.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> next level, next devil, right? <laughs> Got it. Uh, what did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business? Uh, worrying, worrying startup nation, stop worrying. What secret fear do you have about people?
1: Um, you know, I don't anymore. So I, I got over that. Um, I I can talk to anyone anywhere, realize, you know, they have gifts. And if I can help, I should. I, got I, it.
0: What was the biggest fear you had about people and how'd you overcome it? Uh,
1: the biggest fear I had was uh, they would think I was stupid. Why would they want to talk to me? And just by saying hello and realizing how critical it was to develop relationships.
0: Mm. And again, Startup Nation, realize what Judy said, most people are good. Most people are kind. What did you uh, wish you had learned way sooner in business?
1: Um, That there's no lack of resources out there and most people will help.
0: That's it. And what's the new habit you want to form?
1: Um, So I was just really, really sick and lost quite a bit of of, uh, weight. And I'm working on building my strength up and I can now get on my horse without a mounting block, which is fun. Mm
0: <laughs> That's awesome Alright so build up that strength again And what's a bad habit you want to break
1: Bad habit I want to break um, hmm.
0: Come on We all got something Um. Right.
1: Maybe my addiction To too much chocolate
0: <laughs> Chocolate addiction Oh no Pick three words to describe who you are now
1: Um enthusiastic, a learner, and generous.
0: Mm, That's awesome. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business.
1: Um, Terrified, panicked, um, but excited.
0: Mm, I get that. And last question, uh, Judy, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice, what would you say to them?
1: Um, you know, after uh, being an agnostic, I I would say there's more to life than the scientific method and intellectual curiosity and, uh, study the classics.
0: Hmm. Amen to that. Knowledge is power, but knowledge is not enough. My friends, any final wisdom, Judy, what's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100 K in the next 12 months?
1: Um, you can do it. Ask for help. Um, be open to other people's ideas and get a mentor.
0: Mm, amen to that. And speaking of mentors, Startup Nation, if you are interested in having a mentor like this guy, I offer spiritual coaching. Why? Because I believe that it's not all about the money. Success is not just about the money. It's about Are you wealthy on the inside as well? And how do you integrate your faith, your beliefs, what you stand for into your business? I don't believe they need to be separated. I think that's a big lie. And that's why most of us show up in our businesses and get the wealth. And then we end up empty once we get to the top. I, for one, lived that out. I was depressed and suicidal once I got the millions. Why? Because I was broken on the inside rather than spiritually alive. So if you want some coaching in that, if you want someone to look at your blind spots and, and help you mm-hmm. win constantly, that's what I offer. You could go to josephwarren.net and sign up for a clarity call with me. We'll jump on for 30 minutes and we'll get clear about what you want in your life right now and if we wanna work together. So that's josephwarren.net. Judy, you are a rock star. What is the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you if, if they so choose?
1: So uh, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter, and my email is judy at judyrobinette.com.
0: Fantastic. And Judy, I just want to say, I like you. You're oh, thank fabulous. you. are welcome. Thank you. You're a fabulous guest. I'd love to have you on again. I'm sure we could talk uh, some, some deeper things like Dante and other things as well. Yes, yeah, Maybe I'll have you on my Broken Catholic show. Then we could get all things spiritual. Um, so I just wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, my friend. Thank you. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with but won't admit. we got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to BrokenCatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.